Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 024, the eyes of your heart. Wake up call 024, the eyes of your heart. Hey, I want to go to Ephesians chapter 1 for today's wake up call. We're going to look at several verses in Ephesians chapter 1. So make sure you have your hearing ears on. Make sure you listen up to what we're going to read. We're going to read several verses of scripture. In Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 15, we get to the first prayer that is in the book of Ephesians. Spirit of the Lord, as we know, 2 Peter 1 tells us that the Holy Spirit moved on holy men of old to write down the Bible. We believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. We believe that the Bible is God's Word to us. Every word of it, without error, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Though many penmen, one author. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 is a prayer that Paul prays. Now, I want you to understand, if this prayer was good for the church of Ephesus, it was also good for the church of Galatia, the, uh, for, for the church of Laodicea, the church of Philippi, the church of, in Antioch, and it's good for you and me, believers, in 2022, whenever you're listening to this wake-up call, if it's a year or so later. In verse 15, moved by the Holy Spirit, Paul writes down this prayer. Let me read it. It says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ When he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For the title of this wake-up call, The Eyes of, the, of Your Heart, The Eyes of My Heart, The Eyes of Your Heart, is verse 18. I actually want to read it out of, of the New Living Translation. I normally read and teach from the New King James, but the New Living Translation puts it really, really nice. And so let me read that to you. It says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand And then it goes on to list three main things that he's praying that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I as believers will understand. The confident hope he has given to us that are called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance, and the incredible incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. So Paul's praying these three things. 
It's really a three-part prayer. But the key to us understanding, the key to the church in Ephesus understanding, the key to you and me understanding the hope of the calling of God, His glorious inheritance, which is the saints, and it's also in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of His power that works in us. In order for us to understand those things, something has to happen first. The eyes of our heart have to be enlightened The New Living says that our hearts have to be flooded with light. And it really comes down to your heart. Now, some people can get to a point, well, it's always about the heart, you know. It it, it depends on the person's heart. Look, if your heart is right, your words will be right. Your actions will be right. If your heart's evil, your actions will be evil. You'll speak evil words. It's just that simple, Matthew 12, Matthew 15. Um, in Proverbs 4, I did a whole teaching on that, guard your heart. If you, if you missed it, go back on the podcast channel. If you're watching by way of Instagram, Facebook, and you're not aware, there's a podcast channel named Faith for My Generation. Go check it out, and you can see there's an episode entitled Guard Your Heart. Because if the heart gets poisoned, your life gets poisoned. Your words get poisoned. Your thoughts are poisoned. But now, if your heart is filled with the light of God's truth, that changes everything. And that's the prayer. That's the crux. That's the the pivotal point that the Holy Spirit is getting across in the heart of Paul to pray for the church in Ephesus. And let me tell you something. As a Christian, I'm a pastor, but well before I ever became a pastor and submitted to that call, I prayed this prayer for my church. I prayed this prayer for the body of Christ in in the city that I live in, in the state I live in, in the nation I live in, and in the nations of the world, that the body of Christ, me included, Lord, let your light cause the eyes of our heart to pop open more and more. Because you never get to a point where I arrived, I've made it. I now know everything there is to know about God and the things of God. Well, no, you never arrive. There's a continual mining of the truth of God's Word that we can have. We can constantly, continually know the Lord better, just like a husband can continually need to know his wife more and more intimately. A, a, a parent and a child can know each other more and more and in different ways as that child grows up. And Paul is saying it is it's the key here to you understanding, and we and I have these three bullet points, but in order for you to understand these three parts, these three truths, you've got to have your eyes of your heart opened. And that's what it comes down to. Are the eyes of your heart opened? And if they are ho- opened, are you asking the Lord, Lord, let them be opened even more. Give me more light. You know, that would be an excellent prayer for you to pray today. And to continue to pray, Lord, give me more light. Let the eyes of my heart have more light so that I can see clearer and clearer. Notice that, verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Verse 17, he prays that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So obviously the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation is God the Holy Spirit. And he's praying that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you would have an increase of the knowledge of God. He's praying that you would have an increase of what you know about God. See, here's the thing. You can only have faith for what you know. If you don't know something, you can't believe it. 
That's why reading your Bible is so important. How are you going to know anything about God unless you actually open up your Bible? And reading it through one time is awesome. You know, read three chapters a day, and in one year you will have read your Bible from cover to cover. Amazing, but not enough. Not for a lifetime of faith. Hearing a few verses at church, God bless your pastor. He's doing his absolute best to get the word into your heart. But if the only time you get word, the word of God in your heart is once a, once a week on Sunday or at best twice a week or at worst once at Easter and Christmas or some measure in between, if the only time you get the word of God in your heart is when you show up to church, you're going to not have much light. You won't have much light at all. It's like a flashlight when the battery is slowly dying, dimming down and slowly dying. And so the prayer here is by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would receive wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of not just anything, not just jeopardy knowledge as I call it. What's jeopardy knowledge? Knowing a lot of interesting facts that don't change your life unless you're on the show Jeopardy or now my wife and I's favorite show, The Chase. Unless you're on a game show, you know, do you really need to know how many holes are in the planet Pluto or whatever, craters? No, it's the knowledge of God that you have to have. We want wisdom and revelation concerning the truths of God, who He is, what He has said, what He does, and who we are in Him. And when our eyes get opened to those truths, then we can understand the hope of His calling. What is the hope of His calling? The fullness of salvation. He's called you to repentance. He's called you to eternal life. He's given you a specific call. You, an individual, the person that's listening to me right now, you have something that God has knit you together to do, to do it to His glory, to the benefit of His kingdom, to the edification or building up of his church and to the blessing of you and those around you. And when you find out what God has called you to do and you do it well, you'll be so fulfilled in who you are and you'll be doing the work of the Lord. But he has a calling for you. He has a general calling for all people, which is eternal life and salvation. And he has a specific calling for you as a believer. In 18, right after that, the hope of his calling, what's the next thing? that He wants you to see, the next thing He wants to shine light so your eyes, the eyes of your heart can see it, the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. You and I, as Christians, are Christ's inheritance. We, we are His inheritance. He has received us by way of salvation. He, he, the Bible tells us that He looked past Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, He endured the shame of the cross because His joy was set before Him. What was the joy that was set before Him? What caused Christ to endure the cross? Among many things, having a spirit of obedience and a few other things we see by Scripture, one of the reasons He endured the cross is because His joy was on the other side of the cross. And what is His joy? You and me being saved. People being saved, people receiving his life. That's his joy. When you think about it as a believer, there's nothing you can do that will bring more joy to God than to tell people about Christ and win them to Christ. That brings great joy to the Lord because that was his joy. And that's his inheritance. But also, 
He has deposited in us an inheritance. What is the inheritance he has put in us? The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Luke 11 tells us that when we ask of the Father, he will give us his promise, the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38 says that when we repent and are baptized, that we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Our inheritance, Ephesians 1, tells us that the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance. He's the the first fruits of what all eternal life is about. Right now, right now you get that. You don't have to wait for it. You get Him. You get Him. Thirdly, when the eyes of your heart are opened, you'll see the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe. Now, how great is God's power? Oh, it's wonderful. It's great, AJ. It's powerful. It is. But what is the measure of his power? Well, we can see, verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is the power in you. The power of God working in you continually and effectually right now is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Not a lesser amount, not not the wish.com version of it. The actual power of God that raised Christ from the dead is the power that makes you alive. Not a lesser the same power. Romans 8 says, the self-same spirit that raised Christ from the dead has made you and us, made you and I alive unto him. That is, a, is something you have to have a revelation of. God did not spare expense with his power concerning you. His power working in you is the same measure of the power that raised Christ from the dead. Man, that, that makes your heart jump and leap for joy. What promise of God cannot come to pass in your life? He's not using a lesser amount. He's not using a lower grade of power. It is the power that raised Christ from the dead that makes you alive in Him. But these three sections, bullet points we have here, that the Holy Spirit is praying over the church through you and me as we pray this prayer. And I encourage you to pray this prayer for yourself, for your church, for your family, for Christian believers. The key to all this is having the eyes of your heart opened. And I know that's your desire. I know that you want the eyes of your heart open and open wide to the things of God. I know it. And I'm believing that our eyes of our heart will continually be open before the Lord because we are the faithful. And I'm so thankful that you've watched today, that you've listened. Share it with a friend, either by way of mouth, you know, copy the link on the podcast, text it to a friend, someone that you would think would enjoy it. If you think they would hate it, send it to them anyway. It'll aggravate them, make them feel, make you feel good about aggravating them. Nah, I'm, I'm kidding. But please share this. Share it by way of social media. Uh, put Tag me on it, on the Instagram story, on TikTok. Uh, text it to a friend, seriously. Send it to someone. I would appreciate that greatly. And um, this coming Thursday, 
I'm going to be releasing an interview with evangelist T.J. Melkanji. And he's an evangelist from Canada, and he has a, a powerful ministry, Salvation Now. You do not want to miss it. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, Faith for My Generation, so that you can hear this powerful, powerful interview and conversation. It was like a front row seat to him preaching, and I was just getting to sit there and listen. I loved it. But you don't want to miss it this Thursday on the Faith for My Generation podcast. I'm thankful for you. I'm believing that you're growing, ever growing, and ever increasing in your faith in God because we are the faithful. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.